True Crime Podcast, and I'm your host, Hasua, and happy Halloween to everyone, all my baddies, my besties, happy Halloween, okay? Um, I am still pushing out this series, and I hope you've enjoyed it until now because it has been like my Halloween special, even though, you know, I started a little late, but over here is spooky season all year round. But I hope you guys are having a great Halloween or had a great Halloween and had a great Halloween weekend. I had a great Halloween weekend personally. I went to the pumpkin patch and I went to a concert, the Mark Twan concert, all my spooky K-pop girlies unite. It was amazing and crazy. I went with my sister and it was so, so fun. Um, Mark is pure and beautiful and deserves everything and I can't wait until God Seven comes to Seattle. All my God Seven heads, I'll see you there. Okay. But anyways, um, yeah. Hope you guys are having a great spooky season, even though the time has really the official whatever season, the spooky season has ended. <laughs> But like I said, spooky season, being spooky is all year round for us. Okay, so we're going to continue on continuing on. Okay. And so today we're going to be talking about an urban legend that for me is so scary. um, But I'm not 100% sure if it's real. So this legend is the gang initiation legend and it dates back to 1992 and is claimed to be an initiation that the bloods do to recruit new members or that they did to recruit new members what is claimed that they do is that they ride around on the freeway or on the street with their headlights turned off like a good samaritan someone flashes their lights at them and that's when the quote-unquote game starts Once the unsuspecting victim flashes the lights at them, they start chasing them with the car until the victim pulls over. That's when they kill them. That or until the victim crashes. It's possible that the 1993 outbreak of this legend was helped along by memories of a real-life incident that happened in 1992 in which Kelly Freed, a school secretary from Stockton, California, was shot to death after the driver of the car she was riding in gestured to a carload of kids who had forgotten to turn their headlights on. So according to Stockton Police Lieutenant Ted Montes, the gesture was mistaken as a sign of disrespect. Montes said the kids were not gangbangers and the incident, sorry, that the incident had nothing to do with the ritual. So the two kids that were responsible for Freed's death were convicted of murder. While this is unclear and overall believed to be false, After my personal experience, I still don't warn anyone if their headlights are off. And yes, you heard that right after my story because I've had my own experience with this urban legend. Um, And if you've watched the movie Urban Legends um, or Urban Legend, like I said, and the cover for these um, mordiditas is the movie urban legend you would know that in the movie um spoiler alert ahead brenda who turns out to be the killer she um started all of this because 
she was heartbroken over the death of her high school sweetheart and fiance that Natalie and her friend accidentally killed by doing this prank. But in doing this prank, they went too far. So they were like flashing their headlights at him too much. And so that caused him to crash and he died. Um, so yeah, Natalie and her friend Michelle were the reasons that uh, Brenda's fiance died that night. And so that was part of like the urban legend that was used. And so Brenda decided to use urban legends to kill the people around Natalie, basically. So um, that's where I kind of recognized this urban legend from, from the movie. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you my story because this happened to me in real life a couple years ago. Um, and unfortunately, it scarred me. <laughs> and um, as a woman, I think all of us know that you have to kind of be extra cautious, especially when driving around at night. So after leaving church, a church event around 11 p.m., I would say like closer to 12 a.m., I was in the Columbia City area because that's where my church at the time was located. Uh, so we were, I don't know what event it was for at this point, to be honest, but I just remember that I was the only one in that parking lot and it was late and I was already like a little scared. I was feeling on edge leaving, um, like I said, as a young woman at night and driving like, even though I was like, I did this for the Lord, I was still scared. I was like, mm, Jesus protect me. But um, you just never feel safe. And I do have to say my parents usually are very, very careful with, um, you know, or were very, very careful because now I don't live with them. But um, at that time, they would always make sure that, you know, I wasn't alone or anything. But for some reason, I was alone that day. So I Anyways, so I packed up the stuff, got in my car real quick, locked the doors, checked the back seat. You know the drill. Checking your back seat is also actually part of an urban legend, which we're going to talk about this week. Anyways, um, so check the back seat and then headed out and I got on the freeway and I was driving and finally, you know, after listening to a couple podcasts, I relaxed a bit um, while I was driving, and so I was there on the road just minding my own business uh, when I noticed, I think I was driving and like somebody had their headlights turned off. So, you know, me being the caring person that I am and not wanting to see anybody get hurt, um... I was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to flash my lights at them just so they know that they have their lights off. You know, I to me, it wasn't a big deal because that's happened to me before on the freeway. And I've always appreciated when other drivers tell me or like with their headlights or anything, if something's wrong with my car, or if I'm not having my headlights on, because sometimes you just I don't know, like for me, sometimes you just don't even notice. But anyways, um, so me I just flashed my lights at them didn't think anything of it but after that like I noticed that they slowed down and they started driving right behind me 
uh, didn't think much of it. But once they were behind me, they started flashing their lights at me. And like to me, I was like in shock because you never really think that those things are going to happen to you. So I started driving a little bit faster and they started like riding my car. They were super close to my car, flashing their lights at me, going from side to side. So at that point, I was already scared and I was like, you know, I already knew the urban legend and I knew part of that gang initiation. And I was just like terrified at this point. I didn't know what to do. I don't I feel like at that point, my body was more like freeze. And I don't mean like, oh, I stopped the car or anything, but I don't know why I didn't think to call my parents or to instead of driving to my house, driving to the police station. But at that point, I just felt so scared that I was just trying to get home and, you know, pull into my driveway as fast as I could because I just felt safe there. My dad was there. My dog uh, was there. And like a lot of my friends know, he's an, a 70-pound pit bull. So that's where I felt the safest. I didn't really think about like going to the police at that point. So I was just like speeding to get to my house. And they were like right behind me. And as I was getting out to the freeway, they were still behind me. And at that point, I was just like, praying in my head like god please like I don't know who these people are but like I just want them to leave me alone because I'm literally alone and I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna like drive into my house drive into the driveway if I need to and just like hop out of my car and run as fast as I can towards the door um so at that point I was just like trying to figure out in my own head like what to do once I got to my house. Um, so I took the exit and as I was taking the exit, they were following me and they stopped, they had stopped flashing their lights, but they were following me. And as I was turning into my street, um, I don't think that I, I used my turn signal. So I just turned into my street and they stopped following me. Like, so I was at that point, I just parked my car, got out of my, um, car really quick and just like, went into my house really quick and I don't know like I started looking outside the windows to see if they had like you know come around my street or if I recognized the car but thankfully I didn't and I think I didn't tell my parents or maybe my memory just blocked this out but I didn't end up telling my parents until I think the next morning what had happened to me um but that was, I think, one of the scariest experiences of my life because, you know, you you never think that you're going to be in a situation like that um, and you don't 100% know what to expect, especially being a woman. I'm not saying that men don't go through these things, but it is 100 times more likely when you're a girl. Like, you're in danger basically all the time. And so after that happened to me, I thought about ways that I could possibly um, avoid a situation like that, like drive to the police station, call the police, call my dad. Um, And I started carrying around protection. And I highly recommend, ladies, get yourself a taser, get yourself some pepper spray or some gel spray, pepper spray, 
because I heard that is a lot stronger and people can't wipe it off as easily. Um, so ever since then, I've been carrying around something at least to try and protect myself because that was scary. And if those were men who were trying to follow me home and possibly kidnap me, like I would have been really defenseless at that point because even though I could have like hopped out of my car I had no guarantee that um, anybody was going to open the door quickly or that my dog was just going to sprint out and like bite them even though I could definitely see that door opening and then like him coming out and going crazy on some people because he's a very protective dog and thankful for that um, but yeah like it was really scary so that's why I questioned some of the the thought that goes into, oh, this it's just an urban legend because I have experienced it. Um, while I can definitely say I came out of it alive, but scarred because like I said, it's the reason that I don't really flash my lights at anybody anymore because I just want to avoid a situation like that ever happening to me again. So yeah, that is my personal experience with a scary ass urban legend so thank you everyone for listening happy halloween stay safe tonight check your candy and also i will be continuing again this series until next week so please keep recommending me to your besties so they can become our besties and so i can keep telling victim stories and spooky stories and follow me on all my social media handles that are linked in the show notes send me case suggestions or stories at ihaiipodcast at gmail.com and I'll catch you here next time. Happy Halloween. Bye.